And even as I'm recording this now, I'm scared saying that out loud. Like I'm scared to say, you're going to take more steps back from social, Jan. You'll still be there, but you're not going to have to do it every single day. Because part of my brain still says, your business will fail if you do that. Hey you, my name's Jan Ditchfield, and I'm an award-winning business strategist who's turned a 20-plus year career in the real world into a six-figure online business, helping women just like you to do the same. I love talking all things marketing, sales, and online strategies, but without the fluff and the cookie-cutter advice that's filling your feed on the gram, I teach you the step-by-step tips on how to turn your real-world expertise into a profitable online business without losing your money or your mind in the process. There's no shying away from the straight talk. Money, struggles, business hacks, online marketing, and social media strategies are all topics we talk about. Think of this as your webinar and trend-free cocktail hour convo with a good friend who understands the depth of your expertise and exactly how to translate that into a profitable online business without the BS. If you're a real-world business owner or a subject matter expert trying to navigate online marketing and digital sales for the first time, this is a show for you. Welcome to No BS Business School. I've been talking a lot lately on the podcast about my efforts to get off social a bit more, specifically with stopping to do reels. And on episode 115, I talked about why I was getting off them. And then on episode 126, I talked about what happened to my engagement since I stopped doing them. But I also thought it would be really important to talk about what's happened to my revenue since I've taken this step off of doing things that are very trend focused on social media and putting so much time and effort into using it. Because we hear people talk a lot about the fact that social drives business and that if we want to make sales, we need to be on social more and more and more. But we don't ever really hear the transparency behind how does that funnel actually work? How are people tracking that your followers are customers or that the followers are people that are getting into your funnel and how that's happening and what percentage of your sales are actually coming off of social media? And it's no surprise that I'm very metric driven. I like my data and I like knowing where things are working and when things are not working and why. So I know where to spend my time. I am a huge believer in ROI. And so I sat down and decided that I was going to do an audit of my time and dial in on understanding where my revenue was actually coming from within my business. Because for me, it was really important to understand if I was spending time in areas of my business that actually generated income for me or if I was just wasting time being there. And I'll be honest, I was shocked when I looked at how much time I was actually spending on Instagram every single day. At one point during my audit, I was spending up to four hours a day just on Instagram. Four hours of my day on a platform that actually doesn't generate any money for me. I always ask people how they found me. So it's a big thing that I do when I'm working with new clients onboarding people. And I know always exactly where my funnels are working and where people are coming from. And I sat down and I asked the last three clients that came in, where did you, you know, what was it? Where'd you hear from me? Where'd you hear about me? How did you land in my world? And all of them said your podcast and a referral, or it was your podcast or a referral that then led back to me listening to your podcast. So to answer my own question about what happened to my revenue now that I've decided to take more of a step back from social, The answer is it's gone up. I'm actually making more money in my business when I spend less time on social media. And I know that it's completely opposite to what everybody else is saying on Instagram. You can't get on it without people saying that you need to be posting more and that you need to be showing up more and that you need to be in stories every single day. 
you already know my feelings about reels and how it just didn't really benefit my business long-term. And if you haven't listened to the episode, it's 126, head back to that. And I know that Instagram works for some people in their business. Like I know it's where people drive revenue from. I know it's going to be the thing that actually acts as a funnel. But I also know there are a lot of us that feel like we are wasting time and spinning our wheels, dedicating so much energy and effort to one platform that actually does not drive revenue into our business. And there was a post that recently went up that caught my eye. And it was from an influencer, an Instagram influencer, who was talking about the last few launches they had done. And this is somebody who had a following of 124,000 people, like a massive following that all of us wish we had. But they also had three failed launches, one after another after another. And I stopped and read that entire post. And I thought to myself, why am I listening to people telling me I need to show up here more and more and more to grow my business? And yet they're not making sales. This is insanity. And I was having that conversation with a client who said to me, to me, she's like, Jan, in the real world, I wouldn't message my friends 7,000 times during the day. So why am I being told I need to do it to clients? And it was like a light bulb went off in my head. I was like, uh, yes, that's so true. And from my perspective, when I think about my entire career, which was focused on donor relations and nurturing relationships with people so that I could be able to to be granted the opportunity to get those big asks in for significant amounts of money, I certainly would not be in their face seven times a day, ever. And there seems to be a disconnect that happens between those of us who are experts in the real world when it comes time for us to try to transition from real world into online. That suddenly we we all stop and say, well, the things that work for me out there I certainly can't use them here because no one else is telling me that this is something I should be doing. So we tend to pivot away from our expertise into following things that are more trend focused, more cookie cutter and more influencer driven type of marketing, which is not at all what we would do or focus on, on how to drive customers into our business offline. And I know how guilty I am of doing this as well of being so focused on believing that the only way that I was going to grow my business is if I grew those numbers on Instagram. And I believed that for so long until I actually stopped and audited my time. And I'd gone through this process now for the last couple of months of pulling back more, pulling back more, pulling back more and watching my business grow and grow and grow as I did it. Because what I've been doing is going back and starting to think about my following, my customers, people who are in my world, the same way that I would think about donors. And that nurturing relationship that I need to be doing with people needs to be developed on something that is far more substantial and far more foundational than a 15 second post that people are just going to scroll by. And knowing now that my podcast is the number one driver of revenue for me and my business, it's the thing that brings people into my world. To me, it makes more sense to focus on that, nurture it, grow it, And instead, turn and look at my Instagram as merely being a business card that's there to reinforce my expertise, not to establish it. It's the place where people can come in from other channels I have in my business and do their due diligence to be like, okay, I listened to Jan on her podcast. Someone referred her to me. I came into one of her boot camps or her challenges. I got to know her there. And I'm just using her Instagram as a way to really make sure that she's the right person for me. It's just like a final check mark. 
it isn't my expertise. And I don't think it represents yours as well. I've also been talking and documenting about the whole process of really dialing in on the last few months of auditing my content and really watching my data to see what it is that drives engagement on my Instagram page. And because of that and having that ability to really lean into understanding again where my revenue comes from based on all the different channels I run in my business and the things that I talk about that women really want to hear or want to connect with or interact with, it's allowed me to post less, but also allowed me to really dial in on content that's more directed toward engagement and having real conversations and again, supporting what I'm talking about on the podcast. And my brain has shifted away from this idea that I need to grow those numbers on Instagram in order to grow my revenue to instead thinking of that channel as being something I'm using as a calling card or due diligence where I'm nurturing the existing audience that's there. And instead, I want to grow my podcast. I'm going to be doing an upcoming episode about this soon on the podcast, but I really strongly believe that women are overwhelmed by short form content. I think we're overwhelmed by a lot of things in life right now, but I really think short form content is not the thing that women are using to drive decisions in their life. I believe we're now focused now on dialing down to listening to one or two experts and leaning into their long form content so we can go deeper with less. We can get more support from fewer people. We find our people or our person that we trust, we feel is guiding us, we get results from and isn't overwhelming us constantly with quick fixes, but instead is investing in our growth long-term. And that doesn't come from Instagram. That comes from long-form content. So knowing full well where my revenue comes from, it provided me with the ability to really lean in to focusing on doing some different things on the podcast than I've done before. And a big thing for me is focused on me guesting more and getting on other people's shows. I recently made an investment in a new platform that's focused on helping podcasters and podcast guests connect with each other. And it's given me the ability to be able to create a complete marketing profile to both attract new people into my world, but also for me to be able to go and guest on other people's shows. And in the week that I've been using this, I'm overwhelmed by the quality of people who are coming into my world and by the requests that I'm getting to go on other people's shows. I understand the way podcasting works in the networking sense of it. And I don't think people talk enough about that, the actual community that exists within podcasters, because it is an incredible community. It is incredibly supportive. It's filled with people who are experts at what they do. Podcasters support podcasters. To me, it's like stepping back into the world that I knew, where I'm able to go in and network with people the way that I networked with my career, that I can connect with people on a grassroots level. I can connect with people on a corporate level. I can connect with people on a level of real influence, the type of influence that I understand, political, social, philanthropy, philanthropic. And I know what to do with those relationships because it's the same thing that I did in my career, where I would be able to walk into a room full of people who are potential donors and work my room. I'd have strategic conversations. I would build real relationships. I would introduce people to each other. We would cultivate things. I would steward people. And I also know when I'm in that room, who actually is a person of influence and who is not. And I have found that really difficult to understand on social media because it's so driven by vanity metrics. 
And it isn't the same thing in the real world, at least not the space that I came from. It was driven by real clout. The type of influence that people held was influence that actually did something beyond collecting follows. And so I had a really difficult time trying to navigate the online space because my brain still thinks in the real world. And again, being told so many times, no one's going to take you seriously, Jan, because your Instagram following is too low. You'll never get your business off the ground. You have to grow those numbers if you want to be somebody. And believing that that was actually true held me back until I took the time to stop and look at the data, which reinforced the fact that that isn't true at all. What's grown my business is my podcast. And what continues to grow my business are growing real, rich, deep relationships within the podcasting community and with people who are podcast listeners. And I think social media is great and it's fun and I do enjoy it, but I'm not going to be driven by it anymore in my business. It will be there as a channel, but not my primary focus. And if I hadn't have sat down and taken this time over these last few months to really start pulling back more and more, but looking at the data while I did it, I don't think I ever would have realized this. And even as I'm recording this now, I'm scared saying that out loud. Like I'm scared to say, you're going to take more steps back from social, Jan. You'll still be there, but you're not going to have to do it every single day. Because part of my brain still says, your business will fail if you do that. Because it's been so conditioned to believe that by what everyone is telling me. Instead of being conditioned to follow the data, which is saying the exact opposite and reinforcing my core belief that less time on social media is not only going to be healthy for me as a person, but it's going to be healthy for my bottom line. And everybody's business is going to be different. There are people probably who are listening to this now who are like, it drives my business. And that's amazing. But if you're listening and you're thinking to yourself, huh, I've never actually sat down and looked at how much time I'm spending on it in comparison to how much money it actually brings into my business, it might be time to take a look at that. And what I would challenge you to do is to go back and look at the peak six months of income in your business, like a six month period, six months in a row, where you were making the most amount of money you've made in your business, and then look at what channels drove that revenue and assign a percentage to each one of those channels. And the top three that drive the most amount of income in your business are where you should be investing your time. And if Instagram makes it on that list, amazing, lean into it. But if it doesn't, it might be time for you to look at some opportunities elsewhere, like focusing more on long-form content or traditional media or offline networking or creating an incredible referral program, leaning into the things that are already generating income for you and strengthening those. Everything I have done over the past three months with this experiment to really dive in and try to understand how can I feel as though social media is more effective in my business was a huge risk. And the results of what's happened have been the complete opposite of everything, again, that has been told to me. I stopped doing reels and my reach grows. I do less content, but more focus on content that is supporting what it is that my ideal followers and my ideal customers want to hear or want to know, my engagement goes up. I put more effort into my podcast, into old school networking, into building real rich relationships, and my revenue increases. We don't have to do things the same way here as everybody else. 
Just because we are in the online world now does not mean we have to run our businesses the way that we're being told we have to. Run your business the way it works for you. That will dial back and prove the things that matter the most to you within your goals and help you to accomplish those. If you're able to run a business that is allowing you space for mental health, that's allowing you space for parenting, if you are one, that's allowing you space to be a woman, that's allowing you space to make money, and that's allowing you space to feel as though you're authentic in every decision you're making, that to me will always be far more important than how many followers you will ever have. We are not our business, but we are also not defined by our following count. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining me on this episode of No BS Business School. If you've enjoyed the show and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe on your player of choice and leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at janditchfield.co. Until next time, keep it real.